Hi, welcome to the ministry of Prophet Daniel Jedu, a word and spirit based ministry because we are born of the word and born of the spirit. His God given mandate is to raise babes in Christ into spiritual maturity by a deliberate teaching of the complete and pure word of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit and to take the gospel to the nations of the earth. Prophet Daniel Jedu is the lover of the word and a passionate teacher of the word of God. And his ministry is accompanied by strong teaching, healing, and prophetic grace. All over the world, his teachings are busting the faith of many people and revealing what the mind of God is for them. Many people have come to receive supernatural encounters through his ministry. The message you're about to listen to has been designed specifically to grow you into spiritual maturity. So many people have received testimonies by listening to Prophet Daniel Jedu's podcast. Say your testimony with leaving a write-up of it in the comment section or you can send it to us via email at contact at wordloversglobal.com. Now, Prophet Daniel Jedu walks us through the word. Stay tuned. Tonight, what are we talking about? The Shemesh. I'm feeling the presence already. Christ, the servant lamp. Revelations 1, from verse 12 to 20. I turned to see the voice that spake with me. And being turned, I saw seven golden candlesticks. Don't forget that. I saw what? Seven golden candlesticks. And in the midst, don't forget this one too. And in the midst of the seven candlesticks, one like the son of man clothed with a garment down to the foot and get about the paps with a golden ghetto. Hold on. If you don't have revelation about this one, you would think that there is a golden candlestick and there was somebody inside. Can you see it? It says, in the midst of the seven candlestick was one like the son of man, clothed with a garment down to the foot. And get about the paps with a golden ghetto. I'm already seeing a vision. Why the son of man had to be there. In the midst of the seven golden candlesticks. We'll look at it. 14. His head and, and his hair were white like wool. As white as snow. And his eyes were as a flame of fire. I want to read that again. His head and his hairs were white like wool. Don't you, were you not expecting his hair? Say his head and his hairs were like wool, white like wool, as white as snow. And his eyes were as a flame of fire. We'll, we'll touch on it, don't worry. Let's go. And his feet like unto fine brass, as, as if they were burned in a furnace, and his voice as the sound of many waters. And he had in his right hand seven stars, and out of his mouth went a sharp two-edged sword, and his countenance was as the sun shineth in his strength. Hmm. And when I saw him, I fell at his feet as dead. And he laid his right hand upon me, saying unto me, Fear not, 
I am the first and the last. I am he that liveth and was dead and behold, I am alive forevermore. Amen. And have the keys of hell and of death. He said, write the things which thou hast seen and the things which are and the things which shall be hereafter. 20. The mystery of the seven stars which thou sawest in my right and the seven golden candlesticks. The seven stars are the angels of the seven churches and the seven candlesticks which thou sawest are the seven churches are the seven churches. So, two things are, you know, showing up here. The seven candlesticks and then the seven stars. Okay? Now, I've explained this to you before. In the Hebrew, the, the seven stars, okay, is the word angelos. Angelos. Okay, seven stars are angels. Angelos. Which means not angels as normal angels. Okay? It stands for ministers, like pastors, like people that gifts that God has given to his church. I think that one makes sense. Gifts that God has given. So it could be a, an apostle, a teacher, a prophet, a pastor, an evangelist. It could be five, any, any of these five that God, Jesus, has given as a gift to his church. All right. Now, what I want us to focus on tonight is the seven candlesticks. The seven candlesticks. Now, in verse 12, he began to tell us that he saw the seven golden candlestick. Then he continued to say that, and he saw one that appeared like the son of man. Okay? Who was in the midst of the seven candlesticks. Now, hearing this should want you to want to get more deeper to understand what the son of man is doing in the seven candlestick because it's just a menorah what was he doing in there it, it gives you an idea that he has already been there so we find out now what we see here is the manifestation of him being there years ago <laughs> for lack of better words. Do you understand what I want to say? So now let's look deeper into it and have a better understanding. Go to Exodus chapter 25. From verse 31. Let's do NLT. Let's talk about the candlesticks. Alright. Now, the Greek explains or or translates the menorah as candlestick. But that is not really correct because when the menorah was created, you know, it wasn't made of wax, like candle, like wax, you know, with a thread. Okay? Now, what was actually done was that there was a thread. But what was causing the thread to burn was oil. Olive oil. So they use olive oil to burn it. So the right rendition cannot be candlestick. So if you even see candlestick, you must have an understanding behind. That it is not a candlestick that you know. All right. 
So this is an instruction that God gave to Moses after he had, this is the, about the tabernacle. And we have looked at the, the chambers. We have looked at the showbread and the table of his presence. We have looked at all the things in there. There was one that we didn't look at. That was the menorah. And that is what I want us to look at today. And then I'm done with you in the holy place. I touched on the showbread and then the table of his presence, right? So there were three items, three major items in the holy place. We had the showbread on the table of his presence. And the showbread were how many? Twelve. Six here, six there. How were they arranged? Perfectly arranged. That was one. And then two was, okay, so this is it. So the showbread, six here, six there on the table of his presence. We are done with this one. And then the menorah is what is there. And then we have, is the altar of incense. It's the altar of incense. And that typifies the prayer of the people, of God's people. So there are three major items. So I, I explained the altar of incense and I explained the, sh- the showbread and then the table of his presence. But we didn't really get into the menorah. So let's get into the menorah. So Exodus chapter. And all these things speak about who? They, they talk about who? Jesus. Alright, so let's see if we will find Jesus here. So he said, make a lampstand of pure hammered gold. Pure, now listen to the words. Pure hammered gold. We'll come back to why the word hammered. Okay? Make the entire lampstand and it's decoration of one piece. (laughs) What does it mean? It means that the lampstand that you are seeing, it will not be cut and joined. It will be hammered until you get that shape. If they cut it, there will be a problem. Imagine you were Moses and God is giving you instruction and he says that you need to hammer so gold and the gold they used was about 100 pounds of gold to do this menorah. So imagine is this speaker. They need to beat it until they get this. If it were you and I, we will cut, bend, and join. But that's not how it is like. So right from the center, the base, right up to everything you see there, they have to be in one piece for a reason. So look at it. Make a lampstand of what? Pure hammered gold. Make the entire not part, the entire lampstand and its decorations of one piece. In other words, you are not even going to use another kind of gold. So, this kind of gold is what you are using throughout. You bring another gold, it might be of different, you know, texture, character, everything. It must be one. Hmm. Now look at it. And its decoration of one piece, the base, center, center stem, Lamb caps, bats, and petals. Listen to these words. The base, center stem, lamb caps, bats, and what? Petals. Make it with six branches going out from the center stem. Three on each side. So imagine you have not seen the menorah before. And God is asking you to design this. (laughs) Alright, so he said, make it with six branches going out from the center stem, three on each branch. So show us the menorah. Okay, so this is the center, the base. This is the center stem. 
And this is the what? The branches that are coming out of what? The center. And all these ones should be made from the hammering. Normally, we will cut this one. If I will do, fix this one, when we are done, we beat another one, then we'll bring and come and join together. No. 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 Not like that. Amazing. So, you see, you need to understand God's mind. Why did he give them that instruction? So, already God is up to something. Let's the Holy Ghost show us what God is up to. Now, look at something here. Each of the six branches will have three lamp cups shaped like almond blossoms. Almond blossoms. Complete with what? Bats and petals. Make a lampstand of pure gold, Hamed, of one piece. He said, the base center, lamb cups, bats, and petals. Look at the words. Lamb cups, bats, and petals. Go to the 32. 33. Look at here. Like an almond, blossoms, complete with what? One is missing, isn't it? For a reason. But they have some in common. For a reason. Now, when you read everything, you'll be hearing almond blossoms. You know the almond tree. So, for a reason. Craft the center stem of the lampstand with four lamb cups shaped like almond blossoms. This is the second time we are seeing almond blossoms. Complete with bats and what? Petals. There will also be an almond bud beneath each pair of branches where the sixth branch extend from the center stem. So he's saying that where the six branches are coming from, you see, you know bats, right? So, uh-huh. so the gold will be protruded like this, like, like holding it this way. Uh-huh. Like that. Like this one. Here. He's talking about here. So it comes out like this and holds it to keep it fit. Yet, they didn't cut it. So you see it like this and you, you know that the stem is holding the branch. Can you see it? Okay. The almond buds and the branches must all be of one piece with the center stem. And they must be hammered from what? Pure gold. He said it again. Go on. Then make the seven lamps for the lampstand and set them so they reflect their light forward. So they must face up like this, the forward. Now, the almond plant, when it is growing, in Israel, in, um, in spring, it is the first tree that shows up. Okay, that, that, that shows up and blossoms. The, the Hebrew word for the almond tree is sheked. Sheked, like you, you spell shaked. S-H-A-K-E-D, sheked. Which means... The first to be alive. The first to be alive. You should be ringing some bell to you now. Because it's the first tree that, that pops up. That's why he, he kept mentioning almond tree. Almond tree. Let it bud like almond tree. <laughs> Let it bud like almond tree. And then with flowers. Does it ring a bell? Uh-huh, with flowers. So it's coming out. Remember, it's coming out from the stem. And it's, it's budding out and blossoms with, with flowers. So, so this is it. So it comes out, it buds. These are flowers. You know, 
Yeah. Bats like these flowers. Now, the top here, they can, that is where the, the lamp is. That's where they put the oil. So, the middle one can be unscrewed. And I'll explain why they, they did that. Now, the lamp snuffers and trays must be, snuffers and, the, and trays must be made of what? Pure gold. Now, please notice the word pure gold, pure gold, pure gold. Now, remember, the table of his presence was not pure gold. It was wood overlaid with gold. The ark of incense was wood overlaid with what? With gold. But for this one, he says, pure gold, there is no wood. There is no wood. All right. Now, the translation here is not really, it's between 75 to 100 pounds. He said, you will need a God. God is giving an instruction. Look, so a, a spirit is giving an instruction for something physical to be done on the, in the physical world. Yet, the intention is spiritual. He already knows the end. And he already knows the material. He knows how much and the weight that will be used to produce that material. So after drawing everything, ladies and gentlemen, that is why when the Holy Ghost gives you a plan, he will give you a complete plan because he is the orchestrator. He is the architect of everything. He said you will need 75 pounds of pure gold for the lampstand and its accessories. Be sure that you make everything according to the pattern. I have shown you here on the mountain. Hmm. So they were on the mountain. Moses was a, was a physical man. God, a spirit. Now whatever God was showing Moses was not physical. They were looking into the spirit. He was looking at the thing on the side of God. So in the mind of God, this is what it is. But God did not reveal to him exactly what it is. The instruction was that go and do it. And at the end of the day, God didn't care. Let me put it this way, for lack of better words. It looked like God didn't care whether Moses understood it or not. Because Moses has never seen this. I'm telling you, this menorah was in the mind of God. So who owns it? God. Has Moses ever seen it? No. But God is saying, what is in my mind? And what is with me? Go and replicate the same thing on the earth. And make sure that you do you do the same thing as in my mind. And God didn't say, there's no way we ever heard God say, I'm going to help you and guide you to make, no. He said, "Go look, be sure that, be sure that you make everything according. Will God help him? Oh yes. God will never send you on an agenda that he wants you to do. If you understand this, you understand why even after giving them the commandment, he was still helping them. Yet the Bible says that it was their flesh that was weak. Romans 8.3, the TPT tells us that their flesh was so weak that what the law wanted to do, it couldn't do. The law couldn't help them. So God gave them the law. The law was good. It was perfect. It was righteous. The law. It wasn't a bad thing. It was supposed to help them. Point 
to them and say, look, this is sin. Let's turn to Christ. See, the law is such that this is sin, but I can't clean it. But there is one that can help you clean it. Can you see this? Imagine there are dust on the chairs. The light was off. Dust on all the chairs here, okay? And then somebody enters and turns on the switch. The light will come, right? What would the light show us? Dusty chairs. But the light can't clean the chairs. So the law came to show mankind dusty chairs. But the law couldn't clean it. So the law, the light is showing it and saying that just accept the fact that you are dusty. And let the one who can clean the chairs come and clean you. That was the whole thing. But the Bible says that for God achieved what the law was unable to accomplish. Because the law was limited by the weakness of human nature. So the human nature limited God from embarking and accomplishing what he wanted to accomplish. So when God gives you an agenda or an assignment, he might not tell you I will help you, but he will help you. Just know God like that. That is why you shouldn't embark on any purpose that is not God's purpose. If you embark on your own purpose, God is not in it. If it comes from him, he must help you out. How would Moses and these guys now, the Bible says that when God gave all this amazing structure and, and design to Moses, he made two people available. Bezaliel and Aholiab. He put his spirit into them. Of course, the Holy Ghost, the architect. And the Bible says that they were filled with wisdom and understanding. That they began to design whatever they haven't seen before. Two people. Can you see this? When God gives you an agenda, he will always, don't worry. How he will do it is not your problem. He, he will fix it. Moses didn't know that God has, you know, filled two people with his spirit to design all that. See, it's like this ministry. We have received mandates from God and we are at it. It takes God one day to prepare people I don't even know. People I don't even know. They might not be here. Or they might be here. And they come in one day. And then they turn everything. According to what God said we should do. Can you see this? He said be sure. That you make everything. According to the pattern. I have shown you. Here on the mountain. Beautiful. Now we get in further. Gold. In the Bible, stands for what? You know this is speaking about Christ. When God is attributed to you, it speaks of your faith. The triumph of your faith is much more precious than gold. Do you remember? When God is attributed to you, the born again, <laughs> it speaks of your faith. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, I've taught you before. That is why when we go to heaven, we'll be walking on the streets of gold. Your faith is much precious than gold. Why would you work on precious gold? Who wants to work on gold? Gold is something that we want to keep. But in heaven, God has decorated his streets with faith. Don't you understand in Hebrews chapter 11, he used the whole chapter to describe faith. 
And he says the faith of all these people was not enough. Until our faith came to give it the icing. So gold attributed to the believer stands for our faith. The trying of our faith. So all the trials you are going through, the testing of your faith. Do you know how it looks like in the spirit? Gold. But for Christ, he speaks of his purity. He speaks of his purity, his holiness. So he began by saying that you need to do this out of pure gold. Out of pure gold. The word was pure. Pure, without blemish. Without a stain. This is how the menorah ought to be fashioned. Are you following? Yes, I want to take my time and break it down so you understand. And see Jesus in here. Yes, now, we kept hearing the word, hammer it. Hammer it. Hammer it. <laughs> and let it be of one. The book of Isaiah told you how he was crushed. How he was hammered. Until he lost the ship. Isaiah didn't know this, but I'm telling you. Isaiah only saw him losing his ship. But we today, we see that his ship was lost to another ship. What am I saying? He was alone called the son of man. The son of God. But when he was beaten, the God was beaten onto another man. Now, it was one God, but the God was beaten until he had six branches. It's not him alone. It is with others. So that shape that Jesus had, that they thought they were crashing, and they were crashing until it had no, <laughs> on the cross, it had no form. But when it came out, it became a new shape of glory. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? Are you sure? That, that was the revelation Isaiah saw. We see a different revelation. We know that when Jesus was hammered, okay, look, go to Isaiah. Can you see the word beating? Uh -huh. He was wounded for our transgression. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And with his stripes, we were healed. So this is what they were doing to Jesus. And according to, you know, first eye, you know, stories of this thing, the passion of the Christ couldn't reflect it. Jesus was beaten. He was crushed. His beauty left him. Now, they, they describe it as a rose flower. You know the song? There was a song you used to sing. The, yeah, there was a, like rose flower that you have, you know, trampled upon like that. When you take it back, it doesn't look. So when Jesus was on the cross, he didn't look like that. He didn't look like that glorious Jesus. And I'm saying that that is all the revelation Isaiah saw. But we that came after Isaiah, we know that that shape was turned into something else. Can you see this? The shape that came out became an amalgamated shape of himself and his church. How do I, what do I mean? Now, he said, let this menorah make sure that the entire menorah 
is of one piece. Let it be beaten until you can get the center shape, until you can get the stand, until you can get the branches coming out of the stem. What does it mean? It is out of the stem that the branches come out. Now, God began to give us a picture of this after the Old Testament in John chapter 15 where he said, I am the, the vine and ye are the branches. I have not seen a tree whose stem is different from its branch. Can you see this? You don't go and say, okay, this is the stem of a mango tree. Now, let's go and cut a mango's branch and come and fix it. The tree, as it is growing, it begins to bear its branch from within itself. Can you see this? Now, that was the entire mindset that God had for Jesus and the church. Now, he began to describe and he said, let it be a centerpiece. Now, when you look at the original menorah, you realize that there is one that is taller than the, than the rest. So there is a center, Jesus. There is a centerpiece like this. Ladies and gentlemen, this centerpiece is what we call the Shemesh. The Shemesh in the Hebrew means center. And it also means the seventh lamp. What does it mean? Now in the temple, in the holy place, that place was so dark that the priest, what they have to do is to go there very early and make sure they light the lamp. Now when they light the lamp, it brightens the whole place so they can see. Now I remember Jesus came and said he is the light of the world. Do you remember? When he was also living, he told us that we are also the light of this world. Why? What happened? In the Old Testament, what they call types and shadows, what the, the priest would do is that the priest will first of all light the center, the shemesh. That's the first light. He is not permitted to light any of the three. He is mandated by God to light the first, the middle one. Now when he is done, then he will remove it and use it to light the other ones. He is the seventh, the seventh lamp. Can you see? Out of his light, the rest are lighted. But ladies and gentlemen, notice this. What keeps the light burning is the olive oil. And the olive oil stands for the Holy Ghost. And the Holy Ghost keeps the light burning and burning and burning and burning. And listen, it can burn the whole day without going off. Thank you for listening to this message. We believe you have been blessed by it. We are Word and Spirit and we invite you to worship with us. You will fall in love with our Wednesday teaching service, Christian Rayma 9 at 6 p.m. Encounter the supernatural in our Friday services, dubbed Night of Bliss at 6 p.m. 
and sit under the reign of heaven in our Funessa service on Sunday at 8 a.m. Follow the Prophet of God on his official Facebook page, Prophet Danny-L Jedu, and on Instagram as Prophet Danny-L Jedu. For videos, you can subscribe to his YouTube channel. Prophet Daniel Jedu's book, Partnership with the Lord is Out, and it's selling fasting print and on Amazon. This book has all you need to help you assess your God-given right. You can contact Word and Spirit International Contact Services on plus 233-54722-1773 or plus 233-50432-8959 for any inquiries. So many people are listening to Prophet Daniel Jedu's podcast on Podbean and many have received testimonies by listening. We want you to share your testimony with us by leaving a write-up of it in the comment section or sending it to us via email to contact at wordloversglobal.com. You were made to leap from glory to glory and your testimony is about to shake the world. You are blessed.